Hi, Husky fans. Welcome back to 4th and Inches, a Husky podcast. I'm Trevor. I'm Jake. And we're like Unieski and Lopez. Uh, middle infielders for them Mariners. The worst middle infielders <laughs> they have ever put on the field together. <laughs> do, you remember when, do you remember when Jose Maybe. Lopez was good for uh, a half a season? If that. and Well, he made an all-star team, and then he discovered American cheeseburgers or something. Well, wasn't – ate his way out of the league. Isn't that the MO for the Mariners is good for half a season? That should be <laughs> – that should be their slogan above their hallway is good for half a season. Hey, it was a good half season this year. <laughs> well – we're not here to talk about Mariners baseball because we want you to actually listen. So we're going to talk about Husky football. How about that? I can dig it. All right. So um, Washington hosted Stanford Cardinal. Uh, Jake, last week you called it the disappointment bowl between two teams that should have been ranked in the top I 15. Correction. I didn't call it the disappointment bowl. I said, should we call it the disappointment bowl? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're looking at, if you're looking at Stanford's season, they're probably at five and four. They're probably not super happy right now. No. Washington um, came in unranked for the first time in, in a handful of years. Yeah. Um, took care of business, held on to beat the Cardinal 27-23. We were in attendance. Uh, I had a blast. Oh, man. So much. Other than the wind and the rain, that was one of the, the more exciting games I've gone to. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it lost some of the luster that it did two years ago when I went, when it was a top 10, uh, top 10, 7 10 matchup. Yeah. Um, but I still thought that there were, a, most of the seats at the beginning of the game were full and it was loud. Yeah, it was. It was very loud. And boy, did those seats empty, though. They did. It was cold, rainy, and, in reality, you're up 21 at halftime. Stanford struggled to get even a couple of first downs. You're looking at a drubbing, and yeah. uh, they really let them back in. Yeah. You you could almost feel the stadium cohesively take a sigh of relief when it when UW went up 21 to nothing. And it felt like the players did too. And when they tried to sit on Stanford, they didn't do a very good job of it, and Stanford climbed back in. And it to me, it didn't seem like – the stadium started kind of ripping until like way too late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It seemed like we were kind of in that. It was like a third quarter hangover where we were just, you know, going crazy in that first half, Washington getting out to the big lead, the defense just absolutely stifling everything Stanford tried to do. And then the third quarter, it's like, okay, they scored. Okay. They scored again. And then it was time to start hand wringing a little bit. Yeah. And then in that fourth quarter when they had to put together that drive, uh, maybe the maybe the last two drives, uh, the, the fans that were still there really got back into it. Do you think David Shaw's finally understood that, A, Bryce Love is worn out, and B, he can, he can put a little bit more of the game on K.J. Costello's shoulders? He, he waits until he absolutely has to. 
And I think that David Shaw is one of the best coaches in the Pac-12. However, I think that he's so stubborn with his way of that pro-style smash-mouth football, and he's unwilling to change even though he has the receivers, he has the quarterback to be able to do some more of maybe um, a pro-style spread offense. I mean, that's kind of – yeah, I mean, that's kind of my point is if you look at Bryce Love – he had 71 yards on 18 carries. Man. That's not that, – and, and most of that was on the one big play in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. He got uh, loose for – I don't remember what the long th- I get Like a 31-yarder or something like that? Yeah. You know, so there's most of his yards right there, almost half. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and sure, K.J. Costello ended the game with three interceptions. But prior two of to them, that – Two of them were – you know, well, one was at the end of the game yeah, when he and, was just trying to throw a Hail Mary. Yeah, and then the other one was a tipped ball that happened to fall to the best player on the field's hands. Yes, yes. But other than that, he had 347 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like you said, he, they got the receivers. Uh, but he did, did most of that Tr- in a half, too. Yeah. Did you think that Trenton Irwin dude was a stud? Yeah. That number two with yes. long hair? Yeah. Dude is balling out of control, and their tight end had, their tight end had like a uh, hundred and eight receiving yards. Yeah, those two, um, Caden Smith, uh, Caden Smith also was all over the field. That's the that's the uh, tight that's end. That's the tight end. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. Um, JJ Arcega Whiteside was the one that everybody talks about. He abused Washington last year, uh, and he was held to one catch for eleven yards. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's the tale of two halves with this defense. They were so good in the first half. And it's not that they were bad in the second half. KJ Costello made some pretty baller throws. And yes. he fitted into some tight windows um, where I thought they were covered. And he was he was completing those passes by, by literal inches. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what you have to do at a high level. It's... You know, it's that conversation that my dad had with me when it came to basketball is open looks different on the blacktop than it does in an organized game. Those windows get smaller and smaller the higher uh, of level you go. And those windows were small, and he's a good enough quarterback that he can fit him in those windows. Absolutely. Watching KJ Costello, especially live, dude made all the throws. Yeah. The entire – I mean, he didn't – like we said, he didn't really get a chance early until they were down 21 to nothing. But once Shaw put the game on KJ Costello, he didn't shrink. No, and I think that his offensive line did better in the second half as well. Um, his knock and most quarterbacks' knocks is if you can get around their feet, they get uncomfortable. And Costello never looked real comfortable in that first half. But in the second half, he had a little bit extra time, and he's got the arm strength, and he's got the uh, he's got the accuracy to uh, be a, a high level Division one quarterback. Yes, totally. So it's funny, you know. Last year, again, some of the stubbornness of a of a Division one coach is it took him forever to make that change from Keller Christ to KJ Costello. Yeah. Um, he's a good one, and I'm. Uh, I think he's got. I think he's a junior, so he's got another year of eligibility. Yeah, but they're you know, they're losing Love and Scarlet too, aren't they? He's a junior. Oh, uh, okay. 
Man, he looked way better than uh, Bryce Love did anyways. He did. Uh, he's not – you know, the thing is, is we remember Bryce Love of last year who was in the second half just devastating to the Washington defense. And mm-hmm. the reason why they ended up losing that game was because of him. Cameron Scarlett's going to look like an inferior running back because of who Bryce Love really was. Um, but he's still a, a quality running back in the Pac-12. Do you think if Scarlett gets 30 touches, he would put up the numbers that Bryce Love did? Um, I'm not – I don't think so. I think Bryce Love, one thing that is really impressive about Bryce Love when healthy is he's very good. He's He's got the same amount uh, – kind of that same elite vision as a Miles Gaskin with, like, another gear. Yeah. Um, the way that he's able to – Five, four, five, sixty-three touchdown. Yeah, it is really was really impressive, and yeah, you know it's it sucks because it seems like Bryce Love is a as a really impressive individual, and he's you know I'm 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 glad he didn't have a great game against us, but you know it's it's sad to see him come back for his senior year and and really hurt his draft stock. Well, yeah, and you would think if he came back, David Shaw wouldn't run him while he was hurt 35 times a game, too. Like, would you be upset if you were if you were Bryce Love and you came back to school for Stanford and David Shaw absolutely abuses you? Um, I don't – I think in this day and age, uh, you – as an athlete, you have that ability to tell your coach in a safe way that I'm not good to go. So I think he's fully complicit in his um, uh, downfall, if you will. Sure. So it's on him. I think it's on both of them. Yeah. As a coach, I have kids that come up to me and tell me that they're good to go all the time, and I know they're not. Yeah. Therefore, I will not play them because – Because you're soft? Because I'm soft. (laughs) That's exactly why. Because you're a caring soul. Yeah, because I care too much. That's my biggest weakness. Uh, sure. So, unless yeah. unless you and me are in the parking lot throwing footballs, dude, you were throwing into the wind. Don't even give I... me that garbage. <laughs> and I was still rocketing them. Yeah, you. Yeah, you had the wind at your back. No, I, I was throwing the in into face. the wind. No, you did not. <laughs> that was messed up. I did appreciate everybody who decided they wanted to throw with us. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. So overall, my obviously the the highlight of my night was Greg Gaines uh first career interception hopefully first of many in his last three to four games of his career um <laughs> man you wanted to average one a game at least that's yeah, what I, I after this that's what I expect the guy made one heck of an athletic play diving forward getting the ball gosh I don't know with the lack of production at receiver you know what? Why don't we throw him on the outside? See what he can do. That, that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make an. Oh wait, Trevor I said didn't, something stupid. I did not even. <laughs> I didn't even see that coming, yeah, and I good. should. I should have. Yeah, it's all good. So that was good. Yeah. Uh, no, but hey, man, it was a heck of a play. Full extension. Yeah. And I, I still don't even know if that football didn't hit. I mean. 
I didn't see how it couldn't hit, but let's, I mean, hey. let's be real though. If he traps that underneath his chest, that ball's just flat. <laughs> so every part of the ball touched the ground, but <laughs> his hand was still under it. I guess. Uh, yeah, and then his teammates absolutely just mugging him afterwards. That was a really cool. It was cool. That was I, about the pinnacle of the the the, the noise of the right crowd there. too. Yep, yep. And that place was rocking at that point. Everybody loves Greg Gaines. It's true. It's so easy to love Greg Gaines. The other offensive linemen on the opposite teams love Greg Gaines. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, he's such a nice guy." Yeah. How did you feel that the offense played? We talked last week about. What if the Husky offense struggled? What would the crowd do? We didn't have to find out. Who? Not early, anyways. The way that they came out and started that game was awesome. Oh, yeah. uh, Jake was firing on all cylinders. When Miles Gaskins in the game, this te- this offense is so much better. Yeah, and there is obvious. Yep. With that, I still give my offensive MVP to Jake Browning. Oh. I do, man, because what was the game-winning play in your mind? The game-winning play. I have one in my mind. So it would have to be in the fourth quarter. It was. I'm assuming based on the fact that you said Jake's the MVP, it has something to do with Jake. Why don't you just tell me? It's going to be the point where he is scrambling to the far side of the field from us, which would have been the south side of the field. Yeah. And he's about to get tackled for a loss, and he pitches to, I think, Miles Gaskins, and he burns it upfield for a first down. If we don't get that play, we don't get to that field goal, and we probably lose that game. Uh, okay. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So I that was a big-time play by Jake. He was, I thought he was a lot better in the pocket than he was in the, uh, in the previous game. I thought that he had a really good first quarter, and he had a good enough fourth quarter. Uh, 16 from 27 is n- probably not his best stat line, but he did definitely. I think he was a leader. He seemed like he was ha- he had control. Um, he was audibling into things that gave Miles uh, a- the abilities to uh, succeed. Uh, ended up with 28 carries, 148 yards. He's my MVP. You see the huge difference when Gaskin is in the game as opposed to when it's another running back. Sure. Jake didn't have to throw the ball a whole lot throughout the game until it got to crunch time when Stanford clawed their way back into it. And Jake made the plays necessary to win the game, I feel like. And that's the only reason I'm giving him the MVP. His numbers weren't fantastic. Right. Um, I mean, he threw for a touchdown. He ran for a touchdown. But when the game was on the line, Jake made the plays that he had to. You know, he's he is super tough. Um, there's times where he can slide, but he, he he knows that he needs to get that first down. And I can think of a, a third down play or even the touchdown to start the game where yeah. he had a chance, a choice, whether to go down or cut up field. And he was cutting up field, um, kind of sacrificing his body, but really making sure that he was putting Washington in uh, the best possible positions. Yes. I thought the Agreed. the receiver receivers – it wasn't their best game being at the game. I didn't see a ton of separation. Did you No. Um, Ty Jones, one of his three catches was, a was an amazing 
over the shoulder. Uh, it was kind of like a quasi fade, but it wasn't a it wasn't a throw to the end zone. But it was for a big thir- uh, third down conversion in the fourth yeah. quarter. Mm-hmm. That one got the crowd going. Um, Aaron Fuller's uh, th- it was either a third or fourth down deep cross where he made that catch and slid. There was a couple of really good plays. Drew Sample had the uh, the receiving touchdown. Hunter Bryant caught his first ball of the 2018 season. He got a huge ovation when he got that catch. Uh, yeah. You know, if Hunter Bryant can come back, that gives Jake another big-time weapon, and that can free up some more areas for Jones and Fuller and Sample. That that deep cross that Fuller made that sliding catch also might have been the play of the game. Yeah, but that was like in the first quarter. It was just a really cool play. Well, and it it that drive led to a touchdown. It did, and that was a third and eleven. Yeah, it was it was a it was um it, it was a it, it was a third down where I didn't feel that they were going to be able to pick it up because that's not this offense's strong suit. Nor is it most offensive strong suits, but if you put a quarterback back there with a rocket of an arm, you have a better chance. Um, But Jake has has been doing a really good job with that. Um, I actually watched a really cool YouTube video uh, of Max Brown breaking down some some Washington stuff, and that's one of their go-to bread-and-butter plays if they need a big chunk play. And the way it works, that that deep crosser – um, is left one-on-one because of some of the shallow stuff in the tight end coming and sitting in that uh, that intermediate zone gives him a one-on-one coverage. And if the the protection can stay up long enough, it's an easy pitch and catch. Huh. And that's what we saw. Huh. So that's something that almost sounded like I actually knew what I was talking about. Yes, thank God for Max Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so I, I, I haven't heard anything. I don't know if you've read anything, but it looks like uh, Miles Bryant is either is probably hurt. Um, Elijah Molden uh, filled in for him uh, admirably, did a great job. It looks like the future is now. And, you know, guys like Elijah Molden and Keith Taylor are going to be carrying the mantle of elite DBs in the next coming years. Yeah, wow. Uh at the start of the year, you would not have you would have thought you would not have thought that we would have seen those two get as much time as they have. Yeah, and I, it sounds like both of them are due to injury. Yeah, uh, I didn't know. I mean, the last thing I saw was uh, Jordan Miller getting burned and then not seeing the field again. But yeah, basically, what Peterson has alluded to is that he's hurt. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, the future is bright. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's just not going to stop anytime soon. Yep, and we got a kicker. Yeah, I I kept hearing people talk about how bad he was behind us, and I was like, man, give the kid a chance. Oh, the only guy I paid attention to behind us was the guy that was just really trying to focus on staying alive. <laughs> he wouldn't even give me a high five. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. Out. I didn't think he even ever saw you try to give him a high five. <laughs> uh, I'm glad whoever that guy was, I'm glad your friends came and got you and got you a Sprite. Cause you needed to not be at that stadium. Uh, uh-uh. that poor kid had his, he needed to be at home with his legs, the entire game, just focusing <laughs> he, on deep breathing. 
trying not to just yak. Uh-huh. He he needed to be at home with a with a big bowl of uh, chunky noodle soup. I uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> it's that darn fever. He must it's, have caught the yeah. flu. He caught the flu. Yeah, poor guy. Uh, he ate he ate something. Yeah, that's what it was. All right, so are you ready to put Stanford to bed? I think you dub already did. <laughs> hey yo, they really did. Is it? <laughs> I mean, it is so weird right now to think of this where the Pac-12 is in general, where Stanford uh, going into week eleven is still not bowl eligible. I, it's weird, isn't that the, weird? The Pac-12 is is especially the South is in shambles. What's awesome is that. As of right now, and it's not going to change, the Apple Cup will be played for the Pac-12 North Championship. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Wazoo would have to lose two their next two games to uh, make it not so. And uh, spoiler alert: they're not going to lose two. They they could they have to lose more than that because they hold the tiebreak over Oregon, who's three and three. Well, if Washington, I mean. If Washington loses to Oregon State and ruins their chance of having the Apple Cup mean something, I we're just we're not going to pod. No one's going to listen. Yeah, you're I mean, right. who if Oregon we'll start State, back up next year? It, yeah, if Oregon State comes into Husky Stadium on Senior Night after a bye and beats number anywhere from. 25 to, 20. to yeah and gives it to washington on miles gaskin greg Gaines, jake <laughs> oh. browning senior night <laughs> oh my Jojo god mcintosh it'd get uh, ugly jalen johnson oh there would be rioting and not like they do in new england i would i would participate oh man i i don't know what you know I'd how do. i'm not you know how i'm not booing my own team oh I am, however, rioting if we lose to the Beavers. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. So, but if if Washington State loses their next two, that would give them three losses. Three losses, yes. Oh, so it still would matter. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's really cool. Because they hold the tiebreak over Oregon, who already has three losses. That's right, and we only have two. But if Washington State loses and then beats us in the Apple Cup, they would have hold or, a tie rate against us. Yes. So, and that's, I mean, that's a big if all, you know, Oregon and Wazoo don't lose again. Oregon could very well lose this week and be done. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, another really cool thing that I, I've taken it for granted the last few years is. We don't even mention anymore when Washington becomes bowl eligible. Yeah. Do you remember just a few short years ago when, you know, Jake Locker's goal was to come back to Washington to take them back to a bowl game for the first time since, you know, uh, it it wasn't 2001, but you know, the early two thousands and just barely squeaking in by beating Cal on a Chris Polk one yard touchdown to put them up to to solidify a six and six season uh browning's freshman season we were we were counting yeah wins yep like 
we had like three games left and we needed two, didn't we? Yeah. And we were like, please, we just want to go to a bowl. I think we ended up rattling off three for three, didn't we? We did, and just dismantling the Cougs. Yeah. That was, I think that was Peyton Bender. Was that the Peyton Bender year? I'm not sure. No, Peyton Bender was 2016. That's one of my favorite calls. Was it was it the Connor kid? Halliday? Connor Halliday? Uh, no, it might have been a young. I think it was that was the year he broke his leg in the USC game. Um, have, did you remember that? Uh huh. He broke his femur uh, against USC, and the defensive tackle that did it said that the pop that he heard when he tackled him will haunt him for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, that is awful. But anyhow, that 2016 Apple Cup when. The TV guy, I can't remember who it was. He goes, Bender, oh no, it's picked off. <laughs> and then he said something about he went to the well too many times. And Sidney Jones is running down the sidelines uh, and he does the track star as he goes across the end zone. Oh, God. Uh, oh, man, we're going to have a good time previewing the Apple Cup. I think that is going to be A, our longest pod <laughs> and B, our best pod. I think it will. I have so much to say. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of memories that you can go down with uh, with the Apple Cup. I think that in the last few years, Stanford games have been great as well. Even going back to the Sankey, um, Case and Williams, Keith Price year, where they shocked the world and beat it. They shocked the world, yeah. Yeah, Case Stanford and, was a top ten team. That's right. And Case and Williams catches the ball on the sideline. Beats yep. his defender. He looks like he's going to waltz in, and he almost fumbles it out of bounds without being touched. <laughs> you did, too. Oh, my gosh. that I, I it, po- never... it, popped, it popped up right in front of him, didn't it? Yeah. And he just <laughs> grabbed it and then got tackled and fumbled in the end zone, but he'd already scored. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, hey, hey Trev. Yeah. Don't look now, but here comes Arizona. Oh, man. And and don't look now, but you're in trouble. I am. You, uh, you're you're in big time trouble with uh, Tyler Huntley. He's out for the season. Yes, he is. Yes, you're in he trouble. Is. How do you f- how, how, remember? Just a, a few short weeks back, you were saying how much you're gonna win jerseys and blah blah blah. Yeah. How do you feel? I don't feel good. I don't, but I also don't feel good about you either. Uh, Arizona's playing great right now. Yeah, but they haven't hit the buzzsaw that is Arizona State. That's three and three in the Pac-12 South. And in position to still win the South. The Pac-12 South winner could easily be five and four or four and five. You know there's still a a mathematical chance that UCLA could win the Pac-12 South? There's a mathematical chance that everybody could. Yeah. The, the winner of the Pac-12 South feasibly could be below 500. And, and it, what, 500 what if, in total record and Pac-12 record. And here's the thing. What if somehow that South team finds lightning in the bottle? Holy cow, and makes it to the Rose Bowl? Goes to the Rose Bowl. Oh, my God. In, in your power rankings is maybe the fourth best team in the Pac-12. Uh, I would think that college football would step in and say conference championship cannot be played by a team under 500. <laughs> I mean, I think they would have to 
try to do some legislation afterwards. But yeah. I mean, man, it's not going to happen. No. I mean, if, if Utah wins out and, and wins the South, you know, they, they have a, they, they played Washington state tough. They played Washington tough. They could, they could beat, they could beat the PAC 12 North and I would feel okay with them going. If Arizona keeps on their trajectory and gets into the PAC 12 championship and wins, that would be fine. USC, whatever. But if Colorado, I think Colorado's out actually, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Colorado's probably done. I mean, they were, they went five and oh and have rattled off four losses. Yeah. And they and they look bad in the process. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Gave the Beavs their marquee win of the year. Yeah. So yeah. um overall right now in the picks, you had a great week where I had an abysmal week. You went three and three. That's not a great week. <laughs> as opposed to my one and five. Oh, you, hey, man, you've got to be nearing 500. I'm a below 500. Oh, I am below. I hope 500. people aren't betting on you anymore. I am 34 and 35. You are 35 and 34, my friend. Holy cow. I'm right there. Yeah, I'm right at the line. Yeah. Yep. That's why Vegas's house is bigger than ours. You're right. It's not good. No. Okay, so you want to give it a try again? I mean, yeah. Here we I, go. I'm going to keep rattling off some dubs. Okay. So first up, we have you. So wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Who, who did you get? Who was the only game that you got right? The only game I got right was Arizona. And I bet against them. Nope. You betted for them. Did I? Yep. So the only okay. you got, you picked Arizona correctly. You we both got Utah wrong. You picked Oregon. I picked UCLA. We both got OSU wrong. You got uh, we both got WSU wrong, and you got Stanford right, and I got UW wrong. Man, for a long time, you looked like you were going to get Stanford right. I thought I was going to get Stanford right. Up until the uh, a meaningless field goal that USC kicked, I was we were both going to win the OSU game. If it wasn't for just some atrocious play by UCLA's special teams, that's a dogfight. Yeah, they gave up anywhere from fourteen to twenty-four points on special teams alone. Yeah. Oregon does not look great. No, I think that they. Uh, their Super Bowl was beating Washington, and it is downhill from there, baby. Yeah, they, they're they done. That's it. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if Wazoo wins this week, aren't they mathematically eliminated from the Pac-12 North? I'm not sure. I think they are. That would sound right because we're getting to that point of the year where we're going to start eliminating teams. Um, I'm pretty sure Oregon State is eliminated. again didn't see that one coming man that was delayed i'm gonna leave that that long delay in there to let everybody feel the tension that was good yeah all right you ready for some picks i am ready all right so we got ucla traveling to arizona state arizona state is a 12 and a half point favorite uh 
ASU to barely cover. Um, I whew. so it's unsure who's going to start, but as of right now, there's not a lot of difference between Wilton Spate and DTR. Yeah, <laughs> um, I hate that name. I am going to go. I'm going to go undecided because I'm going to pick against you if I don't later in the in the time. Next, we have WSU number rank number eight traveling to the Buffs of Colorado, and they are getting six points. Yeah, does that seem extremely low to you? Um, it does, but WSU really struggled against a pretty good defense last week in Cal and had to come from behind on the last drive of the game to beat Cal. So a lot of it depends on weather with Washington state. If it's windy and rainy, they struggle. And I haven't checked the weather report for Colorado or Denver ever in my life. And I'm not going to start now. Sure. So what do you got? So I'm going to pick Wazoo to win by 20 or more. Yeah. I got WSU as well. Next up we have, Oregon traveling to Utah and it is Utah by three. Trav. I'm picking Oregon to cover and win. All right. So you chose wrong. I am still hooked on the Utes. I got Ute fever. Yeah. I think the Utes are still, their defense is still good. If they can muddy it up against Oregon who hasn't looked good. I still think they can get it done in a stadium where they fill it past capacity and they get pretty loud. And as we saw, Oregon really struggled when there's like 17 people at a Wazoo game uh, yelling real, real loud. They, <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't <laughs> function. Now, those 17 were loud. I'm just saying their stadium's not huge, but it is loud. Let's be real here. I'm just rooting for Utah to blow it. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you don't. You're uh, you're not a fan of Utah because you're not a fan of me, bud. Now here comes the big one. I don't know what I'm gonna do on this one. Now it's Oregon State traveling to Stanford. Uh, yeah, I knew you were going there. Stanford is fighting for their bull lives, and Oregon State's coming in as a 24 point underdog. Oh, I thought I saw they were a 20-point underdog. Uh, maybe the line has changed. It is 24 points. I thought I saw it was a 20-point. I mean, the lines change. We're doing it. Yeah. We're doing it. I know, it but for... I just I just looked like an hour ago. And... 20. As of November 6th, 2018, at 9.26 p.m., it is 24 points. Okay. Um... Uh... Oh, God. I'm going to pick Stanford to cover after a hard loss, man. Oh, going with the trees. I am going the opposite, and I will regret it. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah. You know what? A lot of these games are really hard to pick because you wonder, like, with, you know, Washington State only being a six-point favorite against a team who hasn't looked good. What's going on there? The Oregon-Utah game is tough because you don't know what a backup quarterback is going to do. Oregon State's down by almost 25-cent piece. That's a quarter century. That's a lot of points to give up. 
against a team who doesn't score a lot. And then that brings us to our last game, Cal at SC. And SC is favored by five and a half. That's a tough game, man. It's a great defense and a terrible offense versus a terrible coaching staff with superior talent. Who'd you pick? I don't know. I'm going to make that choice in three, two, one. I'm going with my gut, and I'm saying USC. Yeah, I did too. Okay. All right, so that means I am going to take UCLA to cover the 12 and a half. So I can either bury myself and start shopping for jerseys or get back in the game. (laughs) All right, well, this is kind of a short one for us because, you know, we don't have a game to preview. So uh, the MVPs this week are probably going to be whoever's in the weight room the most. Does that sound about right? That's going to be – God, I don't even know. I was thinking between you and me. Oh. But I haven't touched a weight in like a year and you run indoors. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who wins this battle. So none of us. <laughs> yeah. We're both washed up. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know what really, really hurts your athletic life in general is having a child. I I think since Kaysen has been born, I've played basketball about four times. That's four more times than I have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I also, also didn't, officially retired. I did, so. Yeah, you, I didn't break any knees either. <laughs> yeah. so. I haven't touched a basketball in like eight years. Not even like to pick one up to like put it away? No, like I kick it. <laughs> I told you. With my left I told you, Ball, I wasn't going to pick that up. <laughs> I don't pick you up anymore, <laughs> Ball. <laughs> it'd be like one of those commercials where i pick up a ball and then i it like goes into old memories of doing really good things with the basketball and then i try to do it and i fall over into like a garbage can or something <laughs> yeah jake that'd be me jake was jake was charles barkley after charles barkley <laughs> but why spin moves yeah. horizontal game <laughs> rebounds uh, not as round no. And quite a bit, yeah. You're kind of funny, but, though, yeah, like him. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I'll give you that. He he, kind of, my golf game kind of very resembles his, too. A little herky-jerky, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> this one went straight. <laughs> my favorite was your bachelor party. I don't remember if you and I were on the same cart. And one of us hit it from the rough at a super nice golf course. To the other rough, and one of the one of the guys we were with, we go, hey, do you know where that went? He goes, I know where it is, but there's at least two snakes around it, so let's move on. <laughs> Who was that? Colton. Oh, that's funny. It was funny. That's funny. Yeah, that was a fun trip, man. That was. I like that we went classy, like, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday we went to, like, a $6 course. Yeah. That was that was a way to end it. Remember remember inner tubing? Yeah, that was awful. And me flipping, me flipping your tube over? Yeah. Uh, the Mueller's are not water folk. <laughs> no? No. 
All right, Husky fans, that's all we got for tonight. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. If you did, shoot. That's right. Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs>